listening to The Birthplace of Next, the podcast where city leaders discuss the latest news and developments in Dayton that continue to make it a livable, sustainable, and innovative community. I'm Tony Bankston, Chief Communication Officer with the City of Dayton. On today's episode, we sit down with Gary Leroy, one of the board members of the Friends of Levitt Dayton Pavilion. Gary, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. My pleasure. By now, many of our listeners have heard about the Levitt Dayton Pavilion. Before we talk about Dayton's project, can you give us a little bit of history about the Levitt Foundation and and what are the key objectives or goals of their program? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The the Levitt Foundation, this is the National Foundation, was uh, formed in the early 70s by uh, Mimi and Mortimer uh, Levitt. It was a, a community grassroots type of uh, effort back in uh, or in Westport, Connecticut, where they had the city had some uh, landfill property that really was just there. They didn't have anything that they were actually doing with that, and uh, and they these two uh, individuals who were very supportive of the arts and and such in that area uh, came up with the concept of uh, establishing these this music venue in that landfill area that would attract uh, people to that area of, uh, of uh, Westport. And so uh, once they uh, donated that and started these concerts, it started re-energizing that area of the city, bringing people from all over the region to uh, hear these free music concerts. Okay, so it really was born out of two people who just wanted to make music uh, available for people who otherwise maybe couldn't afford uh, to pay to go to a concert. Absolutely, because when you when you look at some of the cost of concerts, and I know the lis- listeners are probably aware of the fact that, you know, it used to be that tickets would cost... Ten, fifteen dollars. Now oh, yeah. they're a- averaging up in the eighties. You know, oh, yeah, almost a hundred dollars. Yeah, exactly. And so this is a great uh, venue where you can come and listen to jazz and rock and and a variety of uh, music uh, that you like, and it's for free. All right. Well, Dayton was lucky enough to score one of these venues, mm-hmm. but there are other um, pavilions throughout the country. Can you tell us a couple of, of the ones that we have available? Sure. I, I mentioned the one uh, in, in Westport, Connecticut, but also out in Pasadena, California, uh, Houston, Texas, uh, Denver, Colorado, and Memphis, Tennessee, just to name a few. Uh, currently, there are uh, about seven of these venues nationwide, and I should point out the fact that this is not not something that cities can say, oh, we want to have a Levitt Pavilion. It's a competitive process? It's a competitive process, and they choose you as as far as the city. And so we're very proud in the Dayton area that the uh, Levitt Foundation, the National Foundation, chose Dayton, Ohio uh, to uh, place a venue here uh, to uh, revitalize our Dayton uh, downtown area. Now, you've mentioned, you know, the concerts, there are 50 concerts a year, and they're Mm -hmm. provided uh, free. How is Levitt able to offer these concerts for free? You know, we talked about how concerts now are about eighty hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. How are they able to make this affordable and make it free of charge for people who want to attend? A lot of that is through the kindness of others. Okay. Uh, it's it's uh, the National Levitt uh, Foundation gives an ongoing grant to the cities that uh, sponsor these uh, venues. Okay. And then uh, you have the uh, in our particular case the Friends of uh, the Levitt Foundation Dayton. So this is an ongoing 
fundraising campaign. Uh, we have to raise uh, $5 million to start the campaign, and okay. we're, we're nearly there. We have about uh, $700,000 to go. It's, so it's a big announcement a, in December. Yes, yes, yes exactly. So, so we're almost there, but you have to realize that we have sponsors, ongoing okay. sponsors uh, in the Dayton area that have done that. We've uh, partnered with the city of Dayton uh, to get the uh, land in the Dave, Dave Hall uh, Plaza area and ongoing funding uh, from some major sponsors to do that. So that's how we are able to do these free concerts. Okay, so there is some sort of fundraising that will happen ongoing to ensure that these concerts remain free. Absolutely. And, and I, I guess I should point out, too, that uh, these are major uh, artists. These are not uh, just individuals that say, hey, let me pick up a uh, guitar and some drums and go down okay. there. Uh, I mean, the, the, the Levitt Foundation uh, finds these acts uh, and, and they uh, help sponsor them touring the different venues during the summer for okay. these 50 concerts and such. So the city of Dayton's not paying for these these acts to come to the venues. And you realize that's a major part of the, the expense. You mentioned uh, the site being Dave Hall Plaza, which we're very excited about. Mm -hmm. The area around Dave Hall Plaza has been dubbed the Nine. The Nine, Can yes. you talk a little bit about the Nine and why uh, Dave Hall Plaza is a perfect place to have a venue such as this? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a nine block area. I think those of you that are, are the, the listeners that are familiar with downtown Dayton realize this green space across from the convention center, mm -hmm. Dayton Convention Center, uh, that uh, is a 36 air there's 36 acres around that area and Dave Hall Plaza is like the central park of that area right. and so we currently have some concerts and certain type of festivals that take place there but this is going to be a destination place for the uh, downtown uh, Dayton uh, area where people will come uh, to a welcome environment to listen to free concerts and to uh, basically make this a new gathering place downtown. So Levitt will actually act as an anchor for the, the area surrounding it. Correct. Okay, and so uh, in that nine area, there's the center city, city building that's there also. So there's a lot of historic buildings there Absolutely. as well. Um, there's the flyover. There's the, the flyover, the flyover thing. that's there, absolutely. Yeah. Um, hopefully this will breathe new energy in downtown's core. Um, some of the other venues have noticed rises and you know economic development when they put in these pavilions. Can you speak a little bit about that? Sure. Some of the uh, other Levitt uh, pavilions that have uh, grown up in these areas that don't have a lot of uh, activity. Uh, they have noticed that once they put the Levitt Pavilion there, their own version of it, and all of them are very unique to the, the uh, cities that uh, sponsor them, uh, that restaurants, cafes, new building projects, parking, uh, you know, just markets just kind of pop up around them. Some of these uh, venues, even though they are relatively small compared to some of these big uh, concert halls, uh, they have about 100,000 Wow. attendees each year so it, it really does attract a lot of folks to their uh, downtown area 
So obviously this venue, the hopes is that it'll pull people across the region coming to these car these these concerts and create a family atmosphere. Now anytime we talk about downtown, um, I know I work in the city, you know, and I've worked in the city a long time, but you get the naysayers who gripe about parking, mm -hmm. gripe about safety. Can you speak a little bit to that, having this venue in the center of downtown? Absolutely. Having uh, grown up in Dayton, Ohio, and uh, spent most of my life walking around downtown <laughs> Dayton, used to work at the Dayton Daily News okay. uh, when I was a teenager and stuff, things, uh, I recognize that the downtown area is actually a safe area. And uh, also, you hear the naysayers uh, talk about those things. And I heard that when Fifth Third Field started, what, 17 years ago? Right. And, and so, gosh, that place holds about uh, 8,000, 9,000. Sells out every year. Sells out, <laughs> has a world record on sellouts and such. And I've never heard anybody complaining about they can't find a parking place because there's street parking, there's plenty of parking lots and such, and there's public transportation and such. And so, again, I see uh, Levitt Pavilion being in addition to Fifth Third Field, the Victoria Theater, the Schuster Center, just another uh, amenity to the downtown Dayton area. Okay. When the concert season is done each year, will the pavilion be available for other groups to use? And if so, what are you hoping will spawn out of this being here for these groups? Absolutely. That's a great question because uh, it's part of the community. It is our uh, venue to use uh, when they're not having the concerts because you have to realize that the vast majority of these 50 concerts are going to happen on Friday and Saturday. Right. You know, And so what do you do with a venue of, of that nature uh, uh, through the week? Well, there are uh, youth groups and other groups within the community that can uh, be uh, utilizing our, our venue. So moving forward, there'll actually probably be some staff and, and some people responsible for booking these groups that people will be able to reach out to to do those sorts of things. A absolutely. So the Friends of uh, Levitt Dayton uh, group that I'm a part of their board, they will uh, work with doing the operations and okay. the ongoing fundraising and booking of things on the on the uh, plaza and the venue and such. And uh, that uh, venue, by the way, is going to... Uh, hold probably over a thousand people. It's it depends on how it's configured and such. Mm -hmm. But there'll be video boards for people to, if they don't look directly at the stage, they can sit there and listen to the beautiful music and look at the video boards and such. You you mentioned you know you're pretty close to your fundraising goals. So when can we expect to see construction start on the site? Yeah, I think that uh, based on what we're looking at right now with uh, looking at the concepts and such that we can break ground uh, soon uh, when weather gets a little warmer okay. uh, here in uh, Dayton, Ohio uh, this this year in 2017. And then our first concert will be slated for June of 2018. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. Is there anywhere you can go to see a rendering of what the pavilion could look like? Absolutely. You can uh, go to levittdayton.org and uh, you can actually see the uh, some of the renderings. Actually, you can download one of the brochures that shows some of the renderings that uh, the other uh, seven pavilions have, as well as uh, we'll soon be putting up our own uh, version of our final version okay. of, of uh, Dayton's pavilion. Gary, is there anything else our listeners need to know about this project right now? 
just uh, know that we're very, very excited uh, about the uh, being chosen to have this pavilion. This is going to be a centerpiece in, in the uh, downtown uh, initiative. And I uh, just want to thank all of our sponsors and our contributors that have uh, made this not just a, a dream, but it's soon going to be a reality for uh, Dayton, Ohio. Thanks, Gary, so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. For more information about the Levitt Pavilion Dayton, please visit www.levittdayton.org. Thanks for listening to Birthplace of Next, a publication of the City of Dayton's Office of Communication and Public Affairs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss the latest news about business, technology, and development in Dayton. If you have questions or feedback for us, email cityhall at daytonohio.gov.